takes a whole team, so yeah, definitely a group effort. Good to start? You can hear both of us? Can you hear Dom too? Yeah, I can hear Okay. Yep. <laughs> All the levels are good, nothing in the red, everything in green. Hey guys, thanks for clicking on this video and tuning in. I'm your host, Brady Carducci, and the man to my left, he's a Toronto-based audio engineer. He's worked with artists such as Anders, Johnny Vinyl, and Ali Gatti, just to name a few. So welcome to the show, Dominic Dotto-Kun. How's it going, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? No problem. Thanks for coming on, man. So yeah. I wanted to uh, kind of get things rolling by talking about how you cultivated your passion for music. Um, so, how, yeah, how did you cultivate your passion for music? Was it kind of all around your household, or was it something that you cultivated by yourself? Honestly, uh, it's pretty crazy because I don't come from a musical background at all. My oh. family comes from a, it's, a, it's a medical family. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was studious. supposed to be a doctor, but I'm not. I mean, I'm a doctor of sound. Um, but um, I think why I have such a big passion for music is because of uh, my dad always loved music. He was always listening to a lot of music and like he would come home and he would just like blast music the whole day. Um, and that kind of what got me into music, just listening to it and like hearing all the melodies and all that stuff um, um, got me into it. And on top of that, I started like, I was always into it, into okay. music. I started playing when I was like, playing piano when I was like six, seven years old. So basically like almost my whole life I was doing it. What, uh, what type of music would he blast in your house like your, your father? Um, Everything, man. Like. From hip hop to like classical R&B to like some Nigerian music. Okay, okay. Um, I grew up in Poland, so I would also I was always also influenced by a lot of like European music and all that. So I, I would listen to music from like all around the world. To be honest with you, you know British music. I love British music. Like that was like one of the one of the sounds from like you know back in the day. Um, but yeah, it was variety of different sounds that's good you kind of got the whole the whole plate of, of yeah. different uh, different sounds which is yeah nice. that's why my sound is so all over the place because i just like put everything <laughs> take from so much one pod and just like created something you know yeah um so what sparked your interest to be like a musical engineer in particular um and did you start out maybe as like a producer and then did you transition to engineering or were you always your mind was set on being an engineer um as i'm saying as when I was when I was I think I was six or seven years old. I started when I started playing piano. I was uh, you know I was into it. I always liked the melodies and just like I liked the whole concept of of playing it. Okay. Um, and I was doing that until I was like probably thirteen years old. And when I was thirteen, I was like I started getting more into soccer. And I was like, yeah, fuck music. I'm yeah, just yeah, uh, go soccer here. Yeah, now you're cool. You're good. <laughs> I was like, uh, fuck music. I was just I was just focused. I want to be a next you know biggest soccer star. Um, now I was playing, playing, but like after two years, I was like, I, I can't just leave. So I started playing piano again. Um, and I started like, you know, uh, me and my brother and my friend, we started like, uh, just doing music together, just like, you know, production and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I, uh, when I came to Canada, uh, in 2006, I was just like, I was like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, meanwhile, I guess it was like when, when I was 16 years old, this is when I found out that I wanted, I found out about audio engineering when I was 16 years old. Okay. And I did my research and I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like what I want to do in life. Right. It sounded you know? interesting. Yeah. And I feel like back in the day, like audio engineering was such a under the table thing that yeah. if I would never heard about it, I would not even know that it Yeah. You'd, you'd go right by it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's people never even spoke about it. Like, you know. When when I was in Poland, I didn't really have anybody to guide me. I didn't have any type of guidance. So it was like I had to do a lot of stuff by myself on my own to kind of figure out how it works and all that stuff. Okay. Um, 
I went to, um, I also lived in UK for a little bit. So mm. I was supposed to go to audio engineering school in UK, oh, wow. uh, point blank. Uh, but then I ended up coming here. Yeah, that's a big change. Yeah, but then I was also supposed to go to Metalworks. <laughs> so it was like one of those back and forth things. Like my life was pretty crazy at that time. Um, so what was the question again? No, it was, it was just, no, you answered it. You're good. You're just, I asked you how you got into musical engineering and stuff. Okay, so. yeah, so yeah, yeah. good, good. So yeah, let's, <laughs> there's so many information signs. But yeah, that, that basically what happened. Um, and um, yeah, that was basically um, you know what got me into it. I always loved music. I was pre I was doing a lot of production before, but what I found myself doing, I would work on the production. I would spend much more time on the actual you know mixing stage. Oh, okay. And I was like, I actually prefer like moving you know faders around, and like yeah, EQ yeah. and stuff and compressions. I just found it more entertaining for some reason okay. even though it was much more boring yeah 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 uh, but yeah that was that was why i was like you know like audio engineering is That's what i want thing. to do awesome now for someone who may be watching um what what would you be able to explain what exactly a musical engineer does and how they contribute to like the whole music creation process oh man um if you yeah. can i know no, it's a big question just, no no it's a big question i'll try to answer it as much as i can okay i feel like um for me, I'll speak from my own perspective because yeah. everybody's different. So, you know, uh, what I say, I might be right, I might be wrong. But in my opinion, audio engineering is a lifestyle. Okay. Uh, it like for me, it's more than a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. It's kind of like I was able to apply everything that, I, that I've learned in audio engineering in a real life. And then everything that I've learned in real life, I apply in engineering. Oh, interesting. Um, so for me, it's uh, it's almost like both of the of the worlds are connected. Uh, not to uh, objectify people or anything, but you know, when you have a certain compressor, it does this and that. But then in the real life, you have a person that might be equivalent of that compressor, and he would be responsible for doing this and that, if that makes sense. So okay, that's kind of how I look at everything. Uh, when it comes to what audio engineering, uh, what audio engineers do is. Um, I feel like good audio engineer is gonna take over the record in a sense, uh, okay. connect the connect the dots in a sense, um, connect the vision of the artist of the producer, and add a little bit of their own personal sauce to bring everything okay. uh, together. Um, so is that why is that why they call you like you got the name Dot? Dot, honestly, like Dot comes from my full name is just like. First letters of you know all my full name, which okay. is Dominic Okuna Tassin, but uh, I had to like Dominic Tassin, which is my second name, and Okuna, which is my last name, but I had to like switch it so it just it's Dot okay. instead of DTO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. Um, also, too, uh, when you were when you were learning um, audio engineering, is there is there like a course you took, or was it all self-taught? Like, how did you go about teaching yourself? Um, as I said, I was supposed to go to. Uh, I was supposed to do an audio engineering school in London first, mm -hmm. but then I got here, so I was supposed to go to Metalworks. But at the time, I was already doing music. Um, and uh, again, I, I don't think there, I got anything against schools. I don't think I, I do, but like I'm a type of person that I'm a very, I prefer to learn everything myself as it goes. Uh, I don't like to wait for anybody to kind of wait to do this and that and that and that. So for me, it was most definitely a self-thought uh, process, but... Um, I went to like a lot of like seminars or any type of you know things that I could have 
gone to, I mm -hmm. did. Okay. Uh, but um, at the time, I was also, um, you know, back back in the day, I was working renovations, construction. So it was a, it was a hustle. It's it was a tough a, job. Man. It was a grind, you know. It was like yeah, I would yeah. literally spend all of my checks on audio equipment. So I would go work for like 12 hours, you know, and it's like waking up 5 a.m. Oh. in the morning, uh, getting into the job like 6, 7, and like being there to like, you know, 5 would be ideal time, but yeah. many times, especially working with these guys was a different experience because these guys love to work. Mm -hmm. They love to do Workaholics, yeah. Like they love to work, but they love to do stuff that I don't like. I'm a workaholic too, but like right, I don't right, want right. to do this shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know okay. I, mean? like, yeah, I, I want to like put no drywall and all that. This is not <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah. But... You know, we go somewhere to a job and these guys are are like, you know, 5 p.m. I'm like, can we go home? Yeah, like they like, oh, we got to finish today. One more hour. Next thing you know, it's 9 p.m. OK, we go home. So, OK, we go home, you know, shower, eat. And then like nighttime, I would literally just sit down and just like uh, compress EQ and all that stuff. So I was like, I would always make sure that each day, even though I was working full time at the time, I would always spend at least three, four hours. Um, you know, on your craft, on, on my craft, you know, as much as I could. Um, so yeah, basically I had no life for a, for a couple of, I would say a good three, four years. I had okay. like no life. But man, like that's like, that's like a sacrifice though. It's like, it, it, kind of like a, what it takes, you know what I, I mean? I mean, it's like, if you want something, you got to sacrifice. 100%. Nothing comes, you know, nothing comes for free and I don't regret it. And uh, I, I feel like that builds a character and like you appreciate the whole thing much more. Mm. All right. I you know, I, I'm like... I think it's uh, the way how I was brought up to is like I always was was taught to work for what you want. Yeah. You know, so like I don't mind doing it. Like I still work like I work. I try to take Sundays off okay. most of the time, but <laughs> doesn't always happen. Tough. Like, yeah, like I had time. I had time when I was working literally seven, like seven days a week. I would have like one day of once a month. Wow. And I was going seven days a week every day. For did, you, like, did you have burnout? I did. I ended up in the hospital. Oh shit! Okay. But uh, that was a grind, you know. I yeah. was literally working, man, anything from twelve to twelve, fifteen hours a day. Sometimes the longest day I had, I remember, I started my day at eleven a.m. and I finished seven a.m. The next day, no breaks, session oh after session God. after session. The grind was real. You know what I, mean? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I don't even know how I did it. To be honest with you, yeah. I did it. So Red Bulls, I guess. Eh? No, no Red Bulls. No Red Bulls. Man. It was. I think that whole experience made me a different person because, like, I never, like, I would always, like, you know, eat and all that stuff, but I never looked after my health as much as I do right now. Okay. Um, I feel like I burnt out because I was, like, I just wasn't in the right state of mind. I wasn't, you know, paying attention to a lot of things. I wasn't listening to what my body is saying, what my mind is saying. I was, like, just stubborn. And it's like, I can just, do it. Yeah. And I, I think it's like... When you get to the point where it's like you see that everything is like moving, but you know we always want more. We always want yeah. more. So it's like we don't want we don't want anything to like pass us by and stuff. We we want to you know grab the whole thing. So I was trying to grab the whole thing, you know. And that was especially when I opened Six Six Nine, which is which is my studio. That a lot of great things happened in a very short period of time, and I just didn't want those things to uh, you know I didn't want to lose any of those things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, on top of that, obviously I'm um, I was. It's a you know I think running the studio, especially in the beginning, is like any other business. Like uh, it's a lot of bills to pay. Yeah, it's a lot on your plate. A lot, sure. a lot of stuff on my plate, and yeah. uh, I think for me was uh, as well was um, when I opened the studio, I had to expand within three months. Oh wow! So it's like I would have the top floor, and then three months, and I would go. I went to my landlord, and I'm like, I need the second floor. Mm -hmm. 
you know? It was growing that quickly. Yeah, I was like, it, it, it went just very, very quick. It was 2015 from what I remember. And like 2015 was like that year in Toronto that everything changed, mm. you know? Like, uh, especially on the independent level, um, a lot of artists started popping up and all that. And actual city, like people in the city started looking like, oh, we that, actually have a so music so. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before it wasn't like that. No, you know? not at all. So um, yeah, that was that was just a very very busy year that a lot of things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's the speaking of, of artists popping up? Uh, who was the first artist that um, you worked with and I guess believed in you in your ability as an engineer? Um, and can you describe I guess the mindset going into working with that artist and maybe working on the, uh, you know a particular project or single or whatever you worked on with them? Um, yeah, I, I feel like. When it comes to that question, that was when I was still in Mississauga. I was, I'll, I'll speak from, a, from like the very, very first artist that we actually established relationship and we're working together and uh, we made like a project and stuff. Okay. Uh, his name uh, is, his name was, is Ryan Field. Um, at the time he's like, he was a, he was, a, he is a singer. Um, he was also an actor and stuff. So he was doing music. He reached out to me and we kind of like, you know, just linked up. He liked what I was doing and all. So like, yo, let's yeah. let's work, you know. Let's yeah, yeah. see what uh, what we can do. And we came up with a you know cool project as for the times and all that. It was a good experience for me, even though before I was working with other people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like the actual thing when I was like, hey, we are doing the whole thing together. Okay. So it was a good thing that uh, I would say it was a good project that gave me a certain experience to do things certain way. Because b- before it was just like you know people just come and go and kind of like yeah let's record this and that. And it was like temporary. Yeah, it was. Te- I feel like it was temporary, but it was also temporary because I wasn't really feeling the vibe okay. many times. You know, okay. it was like people always come and go. Yeah. But I'm a type of person that's like, you can tell whether somebody is serious about something or just like they don't really care. fooling around, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm always serious. And like, I think with that particular project that we were working on, it was, like, it was just different. It was, a, it was a different sound. And I always like to experiment, you know? So okay. I was like, yeah. So that, and that it. really, I guess that part about it piqued your interest to want to build the relationship more and commit to it. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, speaking from that first artist, you now work with a lot of established artists and up-and-coming artists within the industry. Like I mentioned earlier, Anders, Levi, um, Ali Gotti, to name a few. So how did you go from working with, um, you know, that first artist to working with, you know, a whole plethora of Toronto artists and, and beyond? Man, being an engineer is like being a miner. You know, okay. I mean? it's like you just gotta go to the dirt and just look for diamonds. You know, <laughs> yeah, what I mean? and mine like, away. You gotta mine yourself through. You know, I mean, you know, people always reach out to me. I guess by now it's much easier because people know my work, and uh, you know, luckily, um, you know, this year I got like Juno nominated, and I got my first plaques, like you know, mm-hmm. platinum plaque, gold plaque, and all that stuff. So those things most definitely help. Um, I'm not necessarily a person that cares about the um, cares about the like accolades all the, and stuff. All the things like obviously okay. the goal is to have a, at least one Grammy at some point. Of course, know? yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like um, for me, when it comes to working with artists, is uh, I, I know when it comes to me is like I hear the potential. Okay. So I'm the type of person when I hear something, I'm like, even though it might not fully be there, I'll be like, I want to work on it. Mm. You can call it because you feel like you can cultivate it. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the the you know creation. I'm most definitely much better uh, being an engineer that creates the sound with the artist and like is a part of it than like an engineer that artist comes is like I want you to mix it that way. 
Oh, okay. I have. I, I feel like there's a different ways of doing things, and like I'm very bad at following directions. <laughs> I'm very bad. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That's why it's like even when it's schooling and all that stuff. It's like I always had issues with the not necessarily issues, but like when teachers talk, it's like I'm just like, oh man. Like, yeah, you don't wanna you don't want to fall that way. You want to like, do yeah. It's way. like yeah, yeah. my head is like there's so many things going on in my head. Yeah. Um. So I, I feel like when I work with with artists like. Uh, when I worked with Ali and stuff, uh, yeah, w- with Ali, I would say Adriano was a big part of his sound as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the way how we worked together, um, we just kind of understood, you know, what type of sound it's going to be. And, like, he trusts me with the sound as well. Okay. Um, Adriano trusts me too. And I feel like because at the time when we, were, when we started working, obviously I had a much bigger name than, uh, you know, Ali. Like, nobody really knew Ali. Nobody knew Adriano. Yeah. Uh, so they trust me with the sound. And when somebody trusts me with the sound, I'm like, okay, I know what I can do with it. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I've been doing And you have it. that freedom to do what you want to do with exactly. it Exactly. Well. I got the freedom. Like, he, they would tell me, like, do whatever. Like, if, you know, I, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, do whatever, but it's like, if we got to change something or, you know, do something certain ways, like, I'm always open to, like, changes. It's, okay. not, it's not an issue for me. Yeah. Um, I just want to, like, build the core and then we all work on it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not like I just take it and I'm just like, hey, this is where you guys, you know, it's this just is what you, I have. It's just you doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like I'm just going to give him something that's like, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I like when it's a, it's a part of the of the creative process, the whole thing, and uh, I feel like communication is a very very important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst thing is that worst thing is when the you know I can mix a record and I send it and like I don't get any reply. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad, <laughs> you know, or like yeah, yeah. it's it's like I, I feel like the communication in the whole process. If we can communicate quick, quicker we communicate, quicker the job is being done. Exactly. It's just a very simple thing. If like if there's no communication, it's just like it's gonna take. You're waiting forever. there, like okay, like is this good? Is this bad? Does exactly. Like it? Does he not? And the thing is that you can mix one song in millions of ways because there's right. nothing. There's I don't I don't think there's a right and wrong when it comes to music and mixing. Okay. Because like it's all about preference and your style. Okay. You know? Is there now you say that, but is there fundamentals though? Because you know all sport like for example soccer, there's soccer fundamentals. Like is there is there is there fundamentals when it comes to engineering that it may not be the like the correct way, but there's still a certain way it should be done. Does that make sense? I mean, whatever sounds good, to be honest with you. Nowadays, I feel like we live in a very interesting times, you know? We live in times where people that can't sing are singers. Right, yeah. We got people that can't rap are rappers. People that have no clue about, like, you know, musical theory are producers or something. So it's, I feel like we already break in so many rules that, you know, maybe in the 80s, 90s, it's like, yeah, don't go to the red, don't make this, don't make that. Like there were certain rules when it comes to music. Nowadays, it's just like, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Mm. I feel like uh, I was a little bit more careful with a lot of things because I was like kind of following those rules. Like, oh, you always got to have your faders and mine is this, or like, you know, the bass needs to be cut this way or like, you know, cut hi-hats, everything below 200 hertz. You know, there's people online that say a whole bunch of foolishness. Yeah, that I like And like, that. you know, as when you're young, it's just like, okay, like this guy ha- knows this and that and that. But as I was, you know, getting older and I understood it, I was like, you can't follow certain things or what people are saying because everything is different. Um, you know, every sound has its own feel, character and this and that and that. And like some people like bright vocals. Some mm. people like the, you know, warm vocals. Some people like stuff very compressed. Some people like stuff very dynamic. So there's so many different, you know, things that you can go with. So I don't think there's like, yes, there, there are rules. But at the same time, I broke so many rules this year and it still sounded good. Yeah. I mean, 
I broke a lot of rules with uh, you know, mixing Anders' and stuff. Because Luca doesn't, be- I don't think this guy belie- believes the rules. <laughs> like, He's the same way you are, but eh? Yeah, I mean, he made me that way. Oh, like, okay, you know I mean? he molded you. <laughs> I mean, kind of, not really. Because, like, I was, I was doing a lot of stuff, like, outside of the box already. But, like, you know, certain things, it's just like, yeah, push this, push this, this. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this shit is distorted. <laughs> like, this shit, is, this can't be good. Yeah, like, yeah. I sent him the mix last time. And um, I was listening to it back on my way home. I have it in my earphones. And I'm like, listen, I was like, nah, this shit can't be good. This is, yeah, yeah, like, just... this shit it doesn't sound good. It can't be good. Mm-hmm. I get the message in the morning. It's like, yo, this shit sounds fire. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't even know no more. <laughs> I don't believe I, you. I, I don't even know no more. I don't even know what's good and what's bad. But it's a preference, right? If right, it right, sounds right. good, it sounds good. And sometimes I would do things and I would think like, oh, maybe it's not. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's good or bad. But then it grows on me. Because mm. at the end of the day, what, you know, it's like, it's like painting, right? It's like, yeah. it's the same principle. You, you take colors and you just like blend it and you do this and that. You might have a different type of, you know... Um, type of paint? He, yeah, like a hue of green, let's mm. say. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, it's like, I've never seen this green. It doesn't look like green. But then you kind of look at it, it's like... Oh, you look at the whole picture and it's like, hey, it makes sense why it's like that. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a, of a thing, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense, totally. Um, speaking of Anders, I want to cue in on your work with him, because you've done a lot uh, with him, obviously. Uh, you uh, engineered 669. Did you work on twos as well? Yeah. Worked on twos, and then most recently, recently Sticky Situation, and then My Side of the Bed. Yeah. Um, so working with him, and I guess the whole team, how have you, because personally, like, I'm obviously a fan of Anders. I listen to his music. So I've noticed from 669 to obviously to now to his most recent singles, there's, there's a progression and growth. Yeah. So I want to know from behind the scenes, the creation process, how do you guys consistently, like, up the bar and come up with these ideas that are, you know, like, unique and, and just uh, kind of elevate, elevate his sound as well as, as your engineering talents at the same time? Oh, man, this is a long question. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been working for... Um was it three years? When, when did six six nine drop? I want to say twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute, but we've met before, prior to that, obviously before the project dropped. Um, I would say you know working with uh, with Anders. I, I I would say the whole NST. You know, it's like mm-hmm. um, I love everybody. You know, all of these guys are amazing. Um, everybody work hard. I feel like that's why the way how we work together it works because each one of us likes to work. Okay. Yeah. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. That you know, makes it's sense. like, and everybody plays their position, so it's a, it's, it's a very easy, um, it's a very organized uh, work. You okay. know, it's uh, obviously you know there's deadlines, this and that, always stress. Like it's just part of the process, right? Um, I would say um, when it comes to work, I mean, each project is a little bit different. I, I gotta like, I gotta give it to like you know Luca, Solomon, and um, uh, Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, because they do a lot of work when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to production. Like, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, no, they, they do. You know, yeah, they're yeah, great yeah. producers, amazing producers, and amazing people. Um, so the process is uh, it's a little bit different on each project. It's a little bit different on each song, you know. Certain times, sometimes it's like, you know, I'll track with Anders and, like, Lucas in the room. Sometimes, you know, Anders tracks at home, or sometimes he's, like, working with Lucas. So it's like, there's not, like, one way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Each song might be a little bit different, right? Um, I feel when it comes to uh, just progress and the uh, you know the whole thing how how we can take it from one sound to the next sound to the next sound is just each one of us just works. I feel like each one of us wants to be better than we were yesterday. 
Okay. You know, and like we very critical. Each person is very critical. Um, and there's know. not a, there's not a, not to say that there's egos involved, but but one person won't have a problem and be like, hey, you know what, I don't, I don't really like this sound or I don't like the way you did that. They're very forthcoming in terms of criticism. Yeah, I mean, criticism is just part of work. I mean, it's just yeah. part of life. I, I think it's, uh, you know, sometimes we, you know, bum heads, but we don't do it in a bad way. Mm. Um, you know, as I'm saying, like, there's a lot of rules that sometimes are being, you know, broken. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, each one of us has some type of um, idea of the sound that we're we going for. Okay. Are we going with? Um, you know, I, I know what I like. Anders knows what he likes. Luca knows what he likes. Mm -hmm. Francis knows what he likes. Salomon knows what he likes. So it, it's like, you know, it's, everybody got a little bit of their own preference when it comes to that. And we just try to, like, put everything together and make it work. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think there's like any egos involved and all that stuff. It's like we just, you know, we just know how to communicate and we take it one by one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and just make, just make it work. Yeah, we just we just make it work. You know, like there's a lot of songs that we did, like you know, that we were like, oh, this is this is the banger, and then it's like, okay, it's like this song is scrapped. This yeah. song is scrapped. We changing this. We changing that. Like we changing the drums. We changing the kicks. Or like you know, there's always things that happen, but it's just a part of the process. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, it was funny too because we actually uh, we interviewed Jack um, Jack Roy and he was yeah. saying I forget what song he was saying but he was saying uh, it was some some story where you guys were they had some deadline for for a song and and apparently Anders and I think he said you literally recorded it in like 15 minutes so how's like the work like the workflow do you guys get done fairly quickly or is is there certain things that take longer than others I mean that was sicky situation I, I think if that's what he was talking about maybe it was different uh, it we was uh it was uh it was something on something like it, uh, in for you I forget the the name of the song um, you for you yeah you for you it was that song uh, I think that's I'm pretty sure that's the song he said uh, you for you. That was in six six nine, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe he got the song wrong. Maybe uh, he meant hon it. honestly, the, this story is like okay. When it comes to six six nine, I was up till four or five a.m. in the morning messaging Derek. It's <laughs> like, yo, you know, I send you the updates. Like, listen to this. It's like, um, we gotta change this and that and that. So you're just going back and forth. Right, I'm right, like right. there, like it, I think it was. Uh, I don't remember what. I think it was. It was pretty warm, so it must have been like either. Uh, springtime or maybe uh, summertime or something. All I know is like I'm in the studio 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning messaging, messaging Derek this and yeah. that and that and like I think Anders was sleeping already so it's like just me and him is like trying to figure it out. Um, I, I think it's like that was like I know that it was supposed to be uploaded the next day so like everything was supposed to be done like that day. So I was just like trying to like master everything so everything is good to go yeah. uh, that day. Kind of the similar situation happened with twos, even though we had a little bit more, more time. There was a lot of masters. I think I did like multiple masters on those, on, on, on the songs. Like I, I remember Rain particularly, I, mm -hmm. I literally mastered it like seven, eight times. Which at the time was a lot, but right now is not actually a lot. Like it's this is standard. just a standard right now. Okay, okay. Um, when it when it comes to like doing stuff the last minute, I remember when uh, we were doing sticky situations. Uh, I, I mixed it a little bit, but Francis wasn't really feeling the mix of the of the instrumental because I got the stems. Originally, it was like it was somebody else mixing it, but then the mix didn't sound right, and they just like messed up the vocals and like it was just a lot of like foolishness happening in that mix. So it was like I was trying to remix it, but I had the stems from already printed stems from the other guys whoever was mixing it mm -hmm. so the instrumental just didn't sound the way how it was supposed to sound so I, francis came um it was I, I think it was friday and the deadline was friday 11 oh. p.m so he came at like six Jeez. um 
so you know the vocals were like I I he sent me the dry vocals uh, so I was able to like tweak all the vocals get everything done and I was like I'm looking at him I'm like Francis so so what are we doing yeah how like, are we gonna yo. tackle this he's like fam I I I got a two track I'm like all right give me the two track he's like do you want stems I'm like Bro, it's 6 p.m. We ain't got time to mix stems right now. You know what I mean? It's like we just don't have time. So we ended yeah. up just using the two track. But it already sounded good. You know, Francis is a great, uh, uh, great, amazing producer. He knows already the sound that he's going for. So it's mm. like when he mixes something, it's already where it's supposed to be. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah, I can take it, tweak it a little bit. But like he knows what he wants to hear. So I just took a two track, just put it in and kind of tweaked it, finesse it and just make, sound, make sure it sounds good. And... I mastered it at like 10 p.m. and sent it out to Derek, and it was approved. And it was like a big weight minutes, off the yeah, chest. Yeah, it was like 30 minutes to the deadline, you oh, know. Oh man! But like, it worked. Yeah, you, you got know? in on time, right? So that's that's all that. Matters. I got it on time, and like, you know, it, I think people are enjoying the records. So. Yeah, I personally like it too. Um, so not only do you do in studio stuff, but I know you contribute a lot to the live performances. Yeah. So I'm actually curious about this as well, but because a lot of people don't know like what goes into a live performance, but I wanted to speak towards in terms of your role. We'll use Anders as an example uh, in terms of the artist and then you as the you as the engineer being on stage. How do you guys prepare for a show, and what's what's the uh, the process you guys go through in order to put out a good product? Um, I feel like by now we pretty much know how we do things, uh, okay. but like before when we were prepar preparing for the shows, we would do like, you know, rehearsals and this and that and prepare the set. Many times, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, what, are, what set are we doing tomorrow? And like, you always gotta be ready. I always yeah. gotta be ready just to like make sure I can switch it and all that stuff. So I got everything on the on the hard drive always ready to go. Um, so yeah, the, the way how we prepare, um, it's just like, yeah, once we on the stage, it's like, it just happens to be on. It's organic. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like the first show I did, like, you know, being behind him and doing all the engineering, DJing and all that stuff, I was like, fuck, I've never done it before. Yeah, so it's, it's like nerve But then it's like, then it's like, I just got used to it. So it's like, okay. he's doing this thing, you know, I'm like, I'm just in the cut. So I'm <laughs> yeah, like, nobody's looking at me, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I'm just in the cut making sure everything is how it's supposed to be. Um, you know, sometimes, yeah, we have like, you know, certain things like my cuts of or something, but many times it's like, you know, I'm not redoing front of the house. I'm doing like more of a DJing work. Mm. So it's like, I always try to set up everything, you know, good for the, for the show. But like, man, shit happens during shows. Yeah. You know? No, it does. Yeah, like, I can imagine. you know, yeah. sometimes like some type of frequency interference is happening or something like there's always something we, um, Lazar, when we got the mic, um, you know, Andrews bought like a, the whole thing, the whole setup for live shows and all that. And mm -hmm. we had the mic and it's an expensive mic. And every single time we had shows, it would just keep, the, the connection would drop, 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 drop. Oh, no. And we like, what the hell is wrong? Like, it's an expensive mic, you know, everything was tested and like, it works, it doesn't work and all that. Yeah. So we took the mic to the, to the guy that does the distribution and all that. It's like, oh, those mics are reliable. They never break this and that and that, you know? Right. So I'm like, hey, let's try it. Like, you're here right now. Let me like put this shit out here and let's yeah. try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, he's like, he's like taking it and he's like close to the receiver. He's like trying it one, one, one. It's like, it's working. See, nothing's going on. I'm taking the mic. Going a little bit further, bam, the mic drops. Mm. And he's like looking at him, he's like, That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, come here and just like, you know, we test it. It's like, oh, I guess there's a faulty mic. So then it's like he tried he switched something, did some settings, and uh it ended up the the actual it was like a manufacturer's uh, thing. It was the receiver inside of the mic that was broken or something. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so things happen during yeah. shows. Stuff right? you can't control either. Yeah, there's things that you can't control, but like, you know. 
he's a good performer. Anders know what he's doing. So, um, you know, when things happen, he knows how to, like, you know, handle it. Of course. So I kind of wanted to switch gears a bit now. I know a big topic of conversation right now in the industry is, I don't want to say like producers not getting respect, but I, I know there's a big issue around producers not getting paid on time, whether that be from managers or from labels. So I just wanted to know from your end as an engineer, if you've experienced anything like that and if you have any, had any comments on. Yeah, I got finished. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting I, I, I think when it comes to, you know, music, music industry is an interesting, inter uh, interesting industry. Um, obviously there's a lot of people that, you know, promise you things. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of talking going on. Everybody's yeah. just yabby, 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 talking this and that. I'll give you this and that, promise you this and that, you know? And it's like, it's not only engineers, producers, you know, artists, like everybody got to experience a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, yeah, I got finessed the one, two times, but I'm much smarter right now. So it's like, I don't play that shit no more. Right. Yeah. You know, but I feel like many times it's like when you when you're still trying to like establish your name, you allow certain things to happen because you care more about the credit and the work than you care about money. Yeah. And I feel like even for me right now and stuff, it's like, I love doing what I do, you know? Um, money is important, most definitely. I feel like uh, a lot of people pay too much attention to it. It's like, you gotta find the balance of like, you know, what what you have to pay attention to, what can kind of slide, but there's so many uh, there's so many different ways of going about it. But when it comes to going back to like producers not getting paid, engineers not getting paid. I mean, there's artists that never got paid. Yeah, you know, for like getting like a lot of streams too. Like it's such a big thing, and uh, you know, record labels are out there left and right signing artists, giving them the shittiest deals that are possible. You That's know? true. Yeah, it's like artists would sign deals and they would get into debt. Right Even away. though they signed, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, things happen. Um, I would say it's like having the right people around, people that explain things and how everything works is very important. Um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, everybody got to learn. I'm, I'm pretty sure every single person in the music industry got finessed at some point and didn't get paid. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is. Like, I don't think any of the people that I know around me were not finessed. Every okay. single person, like, got finessed in some way. You know, so it is a part of the, it is a part of the industry, unfortunately. Uh, but I think it's like, as long as you're not getting finessed all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's people that just keep getting finessed all yeah. the time. So it's like... But then at the same time, if, if that's the case, that's on them at some yeah, point. Yeah, you that's know like, you, mean, gotta, like, you just got to be smarter than that. You know what I mean? And yeah. as I'm saying, like, sometimes the thing is that you might not get paid, but if your work goes somewhere and gets that, you know, that traction or that, that numbers, mm -hmm. technically, okay, you didn't get paid for that, but you're still getting paid. In other ways. Exactly. Because your name is out there and it's like people, it's, like, it's kind of like free promotion okay. in a sense, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes like. You know, when you do your marketing and all that stuff, it's like you got to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, it's not cheap. And, you know, sometimes you do this and that. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of producers that, you know, had, had, had like the, the, the biggest bangers and this and that. I probably never got a dollar out of it. But because it was such a big hit, they were able to be like, you know, if somebody approaches them, it's like, yo, I want a beat from you. It's like, oh, $5,000, $10,000, yeah, this yeah. and that. So it's like, okay, you might not get paid for this, but just because you didn't get paid, you, you still got to know how to use it. You know, unless it's like you get getting something, you just like work on the whole album that never goes anywhere. Or right, like that's a different You work story, on yeah. something that never gets released or like, you know, there's certain things, situations that happen um, that 
you know, if they're just counterproductive and like they don't lead to anything, then it's like, yeah, you can finished. Mm -hmm. So then uh, I guess a follow-up question to that would be, are you a big proponent of engineers doing work for free to get, to get the, like you said, to get the placement rather than <sighs> going forward and getting the money when they're trying to establish themselves? I feel like th it's a tough question because you got to ask yourself, they got to ask themselves a question, am I worth the money that I'm, I want to get paid? Okay. I feel like a lot of people, and I don't think it's only engineers, there's a lot of people that, you know, they want to get paid this and that and that and yeah. that, but it's like they're not on that level to get this type of money yet. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is, you know? Like, you can't compare yourself to a person that is here and here and here with this many credits or this much work, and you've never done that work, but you you like, okay, I want to charge this and that and that. You know, I, I've seen people like, not a couple, maybe not recently, but a couple of years ago, that, you know, they would be like, yeah, you know, I'm an engineer, this and that, and their setup is like, uh, uh, inbox and a microphone and a computer and they want to charge like 50 bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I mean, they trying to finesse somebody or they trying to finesse themselves because it's like, you know, there's levels to, when, when yeah. it comes to that, there's levels to this, you know what I mean? So, um, I think everybody should get paid, most definitely. Um, but at the same time, it really comes down to whether you're worth the money or you're not up there yet, yeah. if that makes sense. Okay. Right? It's like, I don't, I don't think, that it, there's nothing wrong with, there's a lot of guys that are willing to do work for free. If mm. somebody's willing to get to that point, it's like, it, if you gain, gaining a good experience with something and you're not necessarily getting paid, but you know that after that, whatever, it's a project song, this and that, you gain a lot of experience, you know, it's you a... Gotta, you gotta weigh it out. Yeah, you gotta weigh it out, exactly. Like, in the beginning, like, you know, I did a lot of work for free. Yeah. You know, like, I, I would get paid for some. I, I would get, like, you know, I wouldn't get none for this and this. But, like, it's just a process. It's just what it is. Yeah, you kind of got to deal with it and then push through it. And, you know, exactly. you'll see results at the exactly. end of the I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, you can't expect... Um, Making the big bucks right off the bat, Exactly. Right? It's, like, experience is where the money is. Yeah. If you don't have experience, you just can't be talking money. Yeah, that's, that's facts right there. Um, so with the amount of success that you've had so far as an engineer, is there anything within your craft that you feel that you struggle with and you, you're really looking to improve upon? Oh man, this is t I feel like any type of creative person always deals with the same thing. I'm never good enough. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like it's a process for me and I understand where I'm good at and understand what I need to improve. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, you know, one day I, I can finish something, I can finish the mix and I'm like, it sounds so fire. And the next day I listen to it, it's like, it's garbage. <laughs> and the thing is that the final say really comes down to an artist. Like even right. today I was, um, I was working on the record and uh, the song got approved and it was on, on, it's on Spotify and everything. Um, I'm not going to say no names and all that, but the song was released like recently. And the manager, the artist approved it, everybody's happy. And I'm like, they're like, hey, I'm good. Right. I go on Spotify. I listen to it. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and it's not the mix. The mix is perfectly fine. I love the mix. I was like, something, it's just, the thing is that the artist wanted to, to do it a certain way. And I was perfectly fine with it. And I did it, he was happy, and like he was actually very happy with the mix. Um, but I wasn't. 
Right, right. You were like, oh, I could have done this better. Could have done. It's that like better. it's just one of those. It's a personal thing. It's like I yeah. just felt the record can have a little bit more energy. So today I was like, fuck it, let me do it. I literally did one more master. They did not expect anything. They didn't expect the new master. They didn't expect any updates or anything. And I just sent out, I sent a little message. I'm like, look, this is one more master because song was released like almost a month ago. Like it's, oh, okay. it's so past it's been the, I got paid everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did is like, again. I'm not getting paid for it, but it's like it's not about the money for me right now. Mm. It's about I have to be happy with the product that I give to people. Yeah, you know. So it's like I sent him a little message. And I'm like, listen, I, I felt like the song needed a little bit more energy. I was listening to it on Spotify, and when it comes in, it's like it just doesn't give me the the energy that I'm expecting from a record. Okay. Try, you know. Here are the files. If you can exchange it, replace it or something, maybe use it for the video. It's my personal thing to just like sleep. Like I couldn't sleep. sleep at all, really. Like I literally, I was like, I was in my bed and I'm like, should I do it? And I'm like, I don't know if I should do it because then it seems like kind of like, oh, I fucked up the first time. Even though I didn't because it was already approved. But in my mind, I'm like, I need to make it better. Mm. You know, so. Just for your own peace of mind. Yeah, so I I feel like it's just a part of the process, you know, it's like, um, I know what I need to improve, and like I always try to improve every as every day. Every yeah. day is it's a, a it's a nonstop journey. Exactly, you know, like the frequencies that I hear today are completely different than the frequencies that I heard like two months ago. Like the way how I hear mm. music today is completely different. Changes. So it's like I feel like many times I would like hear the record. I feel like yeah, being being just very critical is a part of the you know the, the process that helps you be better and grow and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just. I guess being critical is really what uh what it comes down to. I'm like I'm my biggest critic. Yeah. It's like I love my work and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. It's a it's a happy medium. Of yeah. It's like I, I don't. Yeah. It's like sometimes like I don't even know if it's good or bad. I'm just like I think it's good because people like it, but in my head I hear something else. So I'm just trying to like figure it out sometimes. I'm not confused. I know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um. So for people who are just starting out uh, and they're interested in being becoming a musical engineer. Um, or already a musical engineer and want to take their skills to the next level, what advice would you give them? And is there anything they shouldn't do if they're looking to get established in the industry? Oh, man. My biggest advice is keep going. I feel like, you know, audio engineering, production, I mean, being an artist, being a songwriter, anything creative, being a photographer, you know, videographer, anything that has to do with any type of creative field is is like only the strongest survive. Yeah, you know, it's like the, is this is not the field. Like any type of creative field is not for weak people. It's not for weak-minded people. You know, I, I feel like I would say reading helps a lot. Reading, just, okay. Yeah, reading audio books, like just just being better as a person and just understanding your worth and what you have to go through helps a lot. You can't only focus on one thing, which is music. Yeah, there's so much more to it. You know, you got to be a smarter person to be better with what, whatever else you're doing. Okay. So a lot of uh, internal work you're saying. Internal work is very important, you know. I mean, eating properly, you know, taking care of yourself and just making sure you're good the here. Yeah, Cuz yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel like um you know, I'll speak from a music perspective is one of those fields that is going to either make you or break you. Okay. You know, it's it's like there's people that have been doing it for, like, I've, I've known people that have been doing it for, like, you know, 10, 15 years. They weren't able to do anything with their music. I know people that did it in, like, one, two years. But the difference is that a lot of people that have weren't able to do anything for, you know, a long time, 10, 15 years being in the music is because their state of mind is not, not the right state of mind. Because 
I've seen people doing, I stopped working with a lot of people because it's like, I can't be working with people that don't want to self-improve. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I, I'm not about that life. I, I got like a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, I want to make sure that every single thing that I do is better and better. So if somebody keeps like, if this doesn't work, take the core, take what you want to take, mm-hmm. improve it. Yeah. Whatever is unnecessary, cut it. There's people that literally think that they're gonna make it doing the same mistakes over and over and over again. They would have like one song and they would roll it out the same way millions of times, thinking that it's gonna work. Yeah, because it worked that one time. Or like it or maybe it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. work at all. Yeah, and that's when true. it didn't work, they want to do exactly the same. I mean, they want to release something else exactly the same way, but it didn't work before. You know, so I, I think it's about um, just just being focused on your craft most definitely, and just just you know. It's all about just being better and self-improving everything, not only the yourself, but you know, the work that you do as well. Awesome, I agree with that. So um, what are your, I know obviously we're already in December, time flies, but what are some of your plans for the new year? Do you have any, um, any goals or things you'd like to accomplish uh, come 2020? I mean, hey amen. 2020 is, a, is gonna be a legendary year. It's a big year, <laughs> man, it's a big year. I mean, I, 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 got this, I got this numbers in my head, it's 30, 30, 20, 20, 6, 6, 9, and those are the numbers that I'm going for in the 2020. Um, I don't really want to say much what I want to do and you know what I want to achieve because I feel like there was a lot of great things that happened in 2019 that I was like hoping, aiming for, but right, I never right. said it loud, but they happened. So I'm the type of person, I don't like to say what I'm going to do. Okay. I would just keep working until it like happens. You're more of a, you let your actions speak yeah, for themselves. Yeah, let the actions speak for themselves. You know, I'm the type of person that would like be in the studio literally 12, 14 hours a day and just keep working. That's the type of person that I am. So I'd rather work and I don't like to talk too much, even though I'm talking to a lot today. Uh, but yeah, I don't like to talk too much about what I want to do and where I'm going to get. All I, all I got to say is that I'm working on a couple of things. I'm working on a couple of projects that I'm excited about, working with a couple of new artists that I believe in. Um, and again, I, I think like I'm pretty good with finding people that have something interesting in them. So mm-hmm. most definitely there's a couple of couple of artists that I have very high hopes in and uh, hopefully I'll be able to like you know get them to at least um, some type of good exposure some type of buzz I mean not only me because it's a whole everybody's working I'm just Mm -hmm. part of the process but I feel like me giving them the sound and giving them direction is something that is gonna you know improve everything as well awesome um, so now for people who want to get in contact with you book you work with you or just learn more about you where can they find you at um, my Instagram is probably the best thing, which is dot the engineer dot D a engineer. That's probably, you guys can put like a little yeah, thing. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in a little graphic right, right here, <laughs> where right his hand here? Is. like right here. <laughs> <laughs> so they can, they can click on it, you know, <laughs> literally. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty, man. So uh, that concludes the interview. Don, cool. thanks for coming by, Thank man. Really appreciate it. Oh, I go. was trying to do this. All right, well, we do that. There we go. <laughs> Alrighty guys. Thanks cool. for tuning in and uh, stay tuned. Thank you. <laughs> what a way to end the video. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? I feel like that would be kind of funny. People would get a good kick let's, out of that. Let's keep it organic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. organic. That's it's, like, it's, like, it's like a little bad note, but it works. You know, Yo, you know what it was? I was like, okay, am I, is he going to go for the handshake or the dab? I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So good. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you guys. No, I appreciate Amazing. Sorry, I was talking so much. No, honestly, dude, it's good.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in the show. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on everything Real Collective, uh, it's at A Real Collective on all social platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys soon.